Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast, where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. We're your newlywed hosts, Keegan and Faith Van Atzigen. You're listening to Episode 7. I could jam it to our intro song all day. It goes hard, yeah. <laughs> our spuddies, our spuddies jam out to it every day. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so this week we think we have our last spud moment from our honeymoon that we can remember. Anyway, there's probably more we'll m- remember. Yeah, but this one, <laughs> our honeymoon was like spud moment after spud moment. And um, you already heard how we missed our flight, how we almost died in a foam party. But this one was pretty scary, but crazy and almost felt unrealistic. <laughs> so my awesome husband here purchased us like an excursion for the day where we went to go to the awesome Yalapa Falls in Mexico. And it was on like a what the island of Yalapa and um we would have the option of riding donkeys up to the fountains or staying on the tour and then we would go snorkeling and then canoeing or no kayaking and then we could ride on a banana boat and so we were pretty excited for this excursion (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the first stop we got to was a waterfall that was just supposed to be magnificent and beautiful and this was the first fun moment we got there and it was like a little trickle of water. You know, this might have been the start of our waterfall troubles. We've had run-ins with waterfalls letting us down, haven't we? Yeah, and this one was probably the biggest disappointment. It was just like water running down a mountain. It wasn't like water falling into anything. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a bad season. It had been raining, so we were thinking it was going to be pretty gushing. But it was, first of all, just a little water trickle down a mountain. <laughs> and so we we're like, okay, you know, we still got snorkeling. Yeah, we got maybe kayaking. the snorkeling will be better. Yeah. yeah so they we all load back onto the boat. And there's a bunch of honeymooners and families there and kids. And it, it feels cool. We, we honeymooners. Kinda, yeah. That's what they would say whenever they saw hey, us. Hey, honeymooners. And they thought we were like 15 years old. They thought we were really young. Yeah, first they thought they were, we were 15. We said, we're on our honeymoon. They're like, oh, honeymooners. Like, you look so young. <laughs> and then they thought we were Mexican too, which I am Mexican. But they would like talk to the couple next to us in English and then come to us and speak to us in Spanish. <laughs> okay, yo, no, yo no entiendo. <laughs> we know a little spanish and we would reply every now and then but anyway so we get on the boat and we head to this really beautiful area of water um that has kind of like a cliff right next to it and so they're like so we are known for kind of having some jellyfish here but we sent our buddies out earlier this morning to come with a net and like catch as many as possible and uh you shouldn't have an issue they're really tiny so if they sting you it'll just kind of burn a little bit but you won't need to like go to the hospital or anything and we're like uh okay Okay. (laughs) they must have sent spongebob to catch those jellyfish because there was still so many left when we jumped in the water Yeah, we jumped in the water and we were like there was at least one every foot apart 
we were swimming and we, we would swim sw- yeah. we'd, we'd spot one and we're like babe swim away from that one we'd swim away straight into three more just like ah the water was infested with little tiny jellyfish and this water was freezing cold and we're snorkeling we're just like oh my gosh there's jellyfish everywhere and then it was like people started kind of dropping like flies i felt so bad for the kids some of the kids were like mom i got stung and someone was like i'm stinging i'm burning and we were like oh my gosh let's get out of this water asap um and so (laughs) when we got back onto the boat the captain whoever it was was standing to greet us on the boat with jellyfish anti-itch cream that he was just squirting onto his hand and giving to people to wipe on their (laughs) jellyfish burns this is pre-covid so totally wouldn't have passed during covid but (laughs) a lot of things pre-covid wouldn't have passed post-covid yeah they were also handing out (laughs) snorkeling they're like you can buy a new one or just take a used one we've washed them though (laughs) yeah wash snorkels yeah so (laughs) we won't say what we did but (laughs) um anyway so we we got stung i got stung a few places keegan got stung a few places by jellyfish and it, it didn't really it wasn't like extremely painful but it did burn for a little bit and itched and we had to <laughs> put the cream they squirted on our hands on it um and kind of just suck it up for the rest of the day but we were like we just swim in jellyfish infested waters that they knew they were dropping us off in and acted like it was no big deal <laughs> Yeah, hopefully next time we go, we'll bring a wetsuit or something to protect us. Yeah, (laughs) the whole trip was kind of crazy in general. Um, But that kind of goes into what we're talking about. This is the last and final episode of our Staying Together series. We have talked about um, just some things that Keegan and I really prioritize and uh, things we've learned over being dating, engaged, and married um just together as a couple for the past four years uh that has really helped us stay together and grow together and really resolve conflict the first week we talked about communication last week we talked about body talk which was a a lot of body language body knowledge body prejudice highly recommend going back and listening to that one gotten a lot of good feedback from that um And so today we're talking about relationship satisfaction. Yep. Relationship satisfaction. Are you satisfied? I am satisfied. (laughs) Very. Thank you. (laughs) And relationship satisfaction is directly connected to whether or not your expectations are being met. So that's also what we're going to be talking about is expectations. Yeah. And so if you are extremely satisfied in your relationship right now or not satisfied at all, it's probably because your expectations are being met or they're not being met. And so if you feel like you're in a pretty sucky relationship right now, it's because your expectations aren't being met. Um, And it might not be exactly, it might not be your partner, it might not be you, it could be both of you, um, it could be one of you. And so we're just going to talk about the importance of identifying your expectations um, in order to stay together and improve satisfaction or to cut it off if your expectations aren't being met. So just to get us started with this, how about we list some example expectations that you could have about yourself and your partner? Yeah, and these can be whether you're dating or 
uh, married or for your um, fiance. And even if you're single, just expectations you're already thinking of, not only for your significant other in the future, but for your friends, for your family, whoever you are in relationship with. And so we just kind of want to dive into our expectations and just some examples that we just found on the internet too that we thought were kind of funny. But um, so some of our expectations when we were dating was that Keegan would pay for all of the food. Whenever we went out to eat, whenever we, um, you know, did any type of date, whether it was a road trip and we had to pay tolls, all the money came out of Keegan's pocket. <laughs> and I worked hard to make that happen. He did. He did. I remember asking him one time, like, am I expensive? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I hardly ask for <laughs> anything. I don't ask for anything. It adds up. <laughs> um, and so some other expectations you might need to identify is, um, are you expecting your significant other to text you good morning every morning or text you good night or to um, be friends with your family or friends with your other friends too are is the man willing to pay for all your meals out does the girl want to pay do you expect the girl to pay does she not expect you to pay does one person expect a 50 50 split on the bill and one person expect to pay for it all and does that come in conflict yeah and a lot of these expectations honestly come from our family of origin and from the culture we grew up in and so a lot of what we see even in gender roles but also um, just in what you are to do in a relationship in general comes from what we've observed our entire lives such as the man proposing to the woman the woman changing her last name when they get married um and there's other things like that influence that too, like different cultures. Sometimes the wife works full time as well as the husband or um, the fiance, you know, and sometimes you expect your wife to just stay home and the husband does all the work. And so if those expectations aren't being met because they're not equal on both sides, there can be a lot of conflict in the future. One of our expectations that we have um, right when we got engaged was we expected not to have a lot of a lot of money when we were newlyweds. Yeah, like kind of entering our newlywed <laughs> life. You said our motto was kind of like young, broken, in love, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with being young, broken, in love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we just want to challenge you to really take time to think about the expectations you have set on your significant other or on your family members, um, specifically through gender roles, through what you observed your parents do, through what you saw other keep other couples do that didn't work really well and you want to do differently. Um, maybe your mom was a stay-at-home mom and you didn't like um, what that looks like in your family and you really wish you would have worked and gone out more. Maybe you had a mom that worked way too hard full time and you would rather stay at home and be with your kids like it it really is important for you to know what your expectations are because whatever you have you're carrying into your relationship mm -hmm. and one thing that was really emphasized when we were at ORU I think in some of our leadership you were a chaplain at ORU and I was in the missions office and we heard a lot of unvoiced expectations always go unmet that was the motto and so Anytime, uh, anytime there was tension or anything, we would 
we would remind ourselves, is this because of an expectation that I did not voice and therefore nobody had any knowledge of and so didn't even know that they were not meeting. And so it's just an important thing to keep in mind is unvoiced expectations always go unmet. Yeah, and that's so true. We kind of talked about that in our communication um, portion, just that girls specifically really love for men to just read their minds. We just want them to know us in and out and to just pick up the laundry off the floor without us having to ask or put the dish in the dishwasher. You know, there's just like (laughs) uh, a lot of expectations we already have that we might think um, our significant others should do. And we want them to just know them intuitively. But the thing about expectations is just like Hagan said, you have to voice them. If you don't voice them, they're not going to be met. And it's also really important, too, to realize when your expectations have changed. We were just talking about that today. Keegan whipped out his list of expectations for marriage that and he I, wrote pre-marriage. Yeah, I wrote it up pre-marriage. <laughs> and it was it was pretty funny. We were laughing over some of them. And some of them still don't really apply to us yet. But he read one that said, wife covers all communication needs for children's teachers doctors dentists <laughs> i was like dang that's a lot of I work i apparently really did not want to deal with any sort of pta meeting or anything <laughs> i know i was like oh my gosh let's that's, rearrange that, that expectation <laughs> i think i think i'm willing to do that now yeah and so there were some good ones though that definitely got met like um keegan drives most of where we go if we're together in a car he does the driving every now and then he's like please i don't want to drive i was like okay i'll drive um certain another expectation we have for each other is we allow our we allow each other to veto our outfits i love my husband but he can be pretty creative when it comes experimental yes experimental when it it comes to fashion and hairstyles and piercings and i haven't gotten any piercings yet yes but there's been some vetoing (laughs) (laughs) okay well yeah that's true (laughs) um and so and then there's some veto clothing where i'll try to steal his clothing and he'll veto veto that um i tell him all the time you can wear my clothes whenever you want but it doesn't (laughs) work that way i guess And another one that he wrote down that, (laughs) you know, might be very different in a different relationship is that he expects his wife to cook most of the meals, all of his food. Um, And so that one's very true. I do cook pretty much everything. You kind of handle breakfast every now and then. Well, most of the time. I do mostly. Yeah, but (laughs) cooking is just hard for me. (laughs) Kika gets anxiety cooking. I I get anxiety with like you know loose recipes where you're just like at a pinch of this and a pinch of that i need structure (laughs) in case you didn't know keegan and i run a bed and breakfast and so keegan has stepped up to the plate and done a lot of cooking but about a week ago it has stretched me (laughs) i asked him to make some skillet potatoes and i had to rescue him because those potatoes with the oil popping and the (laughs) knowing the right texture i was scared for my life and the life of our customers he was so mad at those potatoes oh so funny but anyway i love to cook and so the expectation of me doing most of the cooking was exciting 
I love it when Keegan cooks with me and I'll pull him in to learn a recipe with me or to prep while I cook. But I don't mind taking the bulk of the cooking because cooking is kind of like relaxing to me. I've always enjoyed cooking. I love planning my recipes at the beginning of the week and making my shopping list and meal prepping and all that stuff. It's really fun to me. Um, But Keegan also takes part of that. And just like in a few weeks, I'll be out of town He'll have to do some cooking. So we, our expectations are definitely realistic, but there are a lot of unrealistic expectations out there that we had for each other that we had to adjust and reassess. And um, some of those weren't met when we were dating. Some of those weren't met when we were engaged and married. And so um, we're going to open up about a few of those. Yeah, I think uh, one of the, the larger expectations I had when we were dating was I expected more um, public displays of affection and more a more public relationship. Yeah, Keegan is a huge affectionate man. He loves his PDA and okay, okay. <laughs> well, when I w- when we were dating, I just I don't know. I feel a little more conservative and modest with my affection towards him i don't know i didn't want it to be mysterious and no i didn't want to be mis- secret no i didn't want to draw attention to us through affection true that's right yeah yeah i don't like i don't know i don't want attention on my affection towards keegan um because then i feel like it's not as genuine um and so that was something we had to kind of adjust like okay I'm not really open with having our relationship being super public, especially because uh, we were on a college campus, a very small college campus where, you know, word just spreads, things just happen, and I want to stay a little more private. Yeah. And then when we got married, obviously that all changed. That's totally different now. Um, But some other ones that were kind of you know, expectations that we need to shift around a little is when once Keegan graduated college a semester earlier than me and I was working slash going to school and he was working, we only had like one night of the week that we were available to both. uh, Well, it wasn't the whole week, but like of the school week to be together besides weekends uh, during the night because he worked nights and I was at school during the day. Um, he like asked me one time, can I go play Dungeons and Dragons with these guys for four hours? Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it's our only night that we don't really have anything going on. You don't have to work that night usually. And I come home early, you know, why don't we just spend it together? Right. Um, and he's like, well, it's something I really want to do. And, you know, being a girl, not fully voicing my opinion, I'm like, yeah, it might be something what, you know, you can do what you think is best. Hint, hint. <laughs> what I think is best. Not what, what you I think thought is was best. best was to go play the game. <laughs> yeah. So thinking he'd make, you know, the decision in my favor, he was like, okay, what I think is best is. <laughs> and we talked about this earlier. Keegan is not one for indirect communication. You have to tell him as is. Or else he will do what he wants. <laughs> well, that was also a learning experience for me because I learned not to, to be a little bit less selfish and just kind of pay attention more to your needs and the pr- 
prioritize priorities I have. So, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that kind of goes into what happens next after you identify your expectations. It's so, so important to um, try to understand the other person's expectations, where that comes from, um, why they're there and whether you're meeting them or not, or um, what you have put on them, if that's even attainable uh, by that person, or if it's something that can slowly be learned and honestly come to a compromise of some sort, be willing to compromise with one another. So I understood, okay, Keegan's not in college anymore. He's working most of the time, or he's kind of here helping me keep the house together. And the only time he really has to hang out with these guys and have fun is this one night of the week. And so I understand he wants to go, okay, let me set up that night to be with my girlfriends and let me hang out with some friends as well. And so I was willing to compromise, let him go and do that. And we both ended up happy in the end. Yeah. And I'm willing to compromise whenever you veto my outfits, right? <laughs> mm, yeah. Sometimes, most of the time. Compromise is a really easy way to find a solution. But the important thing is to just talk about um, your expectations and talk with your partner about what you, what you can do better next time. And just a thing for guys, guys, you will never understand girls. Sometimes we will just have these really weird expectations that we don't know where they came from. We might not ever know where they came from. Um, and sometimes it's not your job to f try to figure them out. It's just your job to do them. You know, I mean, I try to explain my expectations for Keegan as much as possible, <laughs> but he's, you know, sometimes he'll really understand them. And other times I'm like, I really don't know how else to have you understand why I want this besides you having my brain. <laughs> and guys, you just got to listen. You just got to listen and be open. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's something I, I'm really blessed to have in my husband is he's extremely moldable and um malleable to my desires and uh what's best for the relationship um so our last point here uh is you know kind of a hard hitter so i think it's really important to identify what your deal breakers are for expectations if you're in a dating relationship, you know, uh, and someone, you find out he's cheating on you or she's cheating on you or someone violates your boundaries or, you know, you find out your partner has committed some type of crime or has harshly disrespected you. Um, those are some expectations that are good to have. And when you don't set up some type of boundary or consequence for the way you have been treated then that's when you get taken advantage of um and that's when your relationship becomes toxic yeah a lot of times you do your best thinking when you're outside the situations and so setting up those deal breakers outside the situation helps you realize then when you're in the situation and you have those boundaries and deal breakers to fall back on and the rules that you place for yourself and your partner to be able to recognize easily. And when it comes to your boundaries or expectations that are very um, set in stone, those deal breakers for you being broken or violated, sometimes it's not a total like <laughs> casting of that person out of your life. Sometimes it is. Sometimes that person just uh, 
you know, if they're causing any harm, bodily harm, emotional trauma to you, it's very important that you distance yourself from that person for your health. Um, But there's other times where you, you know, really need to like ask the Lord or um, talk with the other person, talk with family about maybe this significant other needs to go to counseling. Maybe you need to distance yourself until they've come to a full understanding of their wrongdoing. And then after that, trust has to slowly be rebuilt. Um, And so, you know, grace is a thing. Forgiveness is a thing. But uh, some behaviors aren't translatable into marriage. Like there's just some things, some character flaws that uh, some deal breakers that genuinely should not be carried into a marriage that you will come to realize in your dating and in your engagement. And if you're engaged, it's never too late to break off an engagement if you're realizing something that uh, is a huge red flag that you don't want to take into your marriage. Yeah, anything that goes against the expectations that you had when you were single for what you want your life to look like with a future spouse or anything, that's the time to say this goes against my expectations and they need to either get it dealt with or we can't be together. Yeah, and really don't worry that this person that's not meeting your expectations or gets really close but isn't quite enough, there's just some deal breakers that they're still not meeting, isn't the only person in the world, you know? Um, And sometimes I think we stay in relationships because we fear that um, someone else might not ever come around or we'll be lonely forever. (laughs) And honestly, sometimes it's good to take a step back, to go back into singleness and really figure out... um, what your expectations are, what your standards are, um, why you got in a relationship with this person, why you didn't see the red flags, and really spend some time just being friends with people, just reconnecting with people, just truly um, owning your season where you're at. And lastly, we uh, also just want to remind you that relationships, especially marriage where you're in it for the long haul, has a lot of seasons of ups and downs where sometimes your expectations won't be met, sometimes they will be, you'll have highs and lows. And so it's just really important to remember that uh, we go through seasons in life and how something is right now or how something is for a season is not how it will always be. And if your expectations aren't being met, take these steps to um, find a solution, find a compromise for what you can do right now and what for your, what your partner can do right now. You're always you're always serving the other person, and sometimes that is allowing them to work through some difficult things and allowing yourself to work through some difficult things and having grace for both yourself and your partner. And one last tip that I'd like to share is just write down your expectations. That way you can go back and look at them later on down the road and see if there's things that still need to be worked on between you and your partner. And that way you can see how your um, relationship has evolved and grown over time and just kind of document the progress that you've had. Definitely. And once again, we end every Growing Potatoes episode with a quote. And so this week's quote is... Yes, our quote for this week is, by Robert Quillen, and it says, A happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. So, never forget to forgive each other, and also don't forget to 
triple S, subscribe, share, and five star rate us so that we can spread our podcast and more people can listen to the awesomeness that you're enjoying. So thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.